Hi, welcome. I'm your host, Thomas Conti, and you're listening to Chatty Cathy's, the only podcast gay people get to complain. <laughs> Say we have our guests, August, Tim, and Lane. Today, our guests have some issues they see in our society and our culture that they want to complain about. So let's get started. Hello, everybody. Hey, if you would hi. Like, Hello. If you'd like to go around first and say your name and your pronoun, that'd be very nice. Who wants to go first? I'm Lane. I use they, them pronouns. I'm Tim. I use he, him pronouns. I'm August. I use they, them pronouns. Hot. Okay. So, guys, I've invited you all here. You all know why, you all know why you're here. For Is, burger? Yes, but after the podcast. Okay. Great. I'll pencil it in. Okay. Tentative. All right. So first, I want to kind of discuss, are there any sort of like issues or sort of like experiences you guys have dealt with in your time as a college student or just like in general um, that you would like to share that you just didn't like or to complain about anything that you've seen or anything in particular? I mean, I think a college kind of like totes itself as being, like, a pretty, like, accepting and diverse mm-hmm. campus. Yeah. Um, the only issue I've really had is what, that I've noticed is, like, with professors kind of yeah. being not forced, because I think that the diversity, like, and, like, the inclusion should be happening, mm-hmm. but just their kind of, like, side comments about all of it can sometimes be, yeah. like, a, like, it's like, oh, okay, you're only doing this because you'll get in trouble if yeah, you don't. Yeah, they're like, it's too much sometimes it's you know, like, it's to, it's to learn lot. all of this. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah, no. Okay, I understand that. I will say, the, like, the professor that was the best about my pronouns was actually, like, in the math department, and okay. she accidentally, like, gave me the wrong pronouns one time and, like, stopped the lecture, like, very, like, quietly was like, hey, I'm sorry. And then picked right back up. That's like, nice. I'm like, yes, thank you, Teresa. <laughs> I love that. Amazing. Like, did not expect that to come from you, but thank you for being a great example of how that's to fuck good. up someone's pronouns and get it right. That's that's very nice. Yeah. I like that. I know I actually know a lot of it happens a lot in like the communication school and I know like mm-hmm. a like business school even like that they don't even like want they don't even care enough to like actually like want to know it or like even like get it right they're kind of just like whatever it's almost like it's almost like a um, bad experience with like park professors as well as just like that's like their daily thing like especially for their park student so yeah that sucks yeah i was in a law class and mm-hmm. they didn't ask pronouns but they asked you to give an honorific that you would prefer mm-hmm. but like it's almost like an entitlement thing where, like i'm too good mm-hmm. to get it right or yeah. to keep you as a person enough to do yes. it, and that's I, I've known a lot of like our kids that like face that sort of like mm-hmm. it that like sort of. Um, I have to explain like I don't know like fifty people like I didn't yeah. want, like I prefer mix <laughs> yeah and like no I didn't misspeak like no that's just, that's what I said like it's a gender neutral one like I didn't want to have to like explain to a group of fifty people very loudly and audibly like in front of everyone when they were just saying like. Like, they were all cis. Like, I was the only, like... They're just, like, going down the line, and then you kind of, like, have to uh, disrupt the flow because of how they asked you about that. Yeah, and, like, I don't think it would be something that, like, the professor could just automatically pick up on and be like, oh, okay, I understand. Um, However, I do appreciate that, like, he put that out there, so just in case there was someone who, like, didn't 
look visibly trans or like whatever. Like they like people have the option yeah. of giving like a preferred honorific. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I like worth like it's so much energy on my end that it's almost not worth it for the yeah. amount of times so I'm gonna raise my hand in class. That's yeah. to be referred to correctly. Like Right, it doesn't Yeah. Okay. I understand that. When I was in um the business school putting up posters the other day, mm-hmm. there was a class walking out and this girl I will say that there is still a little bit of the, um, like, kind of high school culture that I've noticed with, like, straight women, like, kind of fetishizing gay men a little bit here. Yeah. Um, not too bad. Um, at the very least, um, people tend to be pretty respectful towards me um, mm-hmm. as a cis white gay man. Yeah. Um, which is not that difficult for most liberal people these mm-hmm. days. But I do sometimes feel very tokeny um, in, like, certain friend groups and, like, Kind mm-hmm. of like, sort of like the like kind of comedic relief, like the class clown yeah. a little bit almost, just, just like talking best, about like the sassy gay best friend. Gay best friend, yeah, like very that. And go shopping. Go shopping, yeah. and then like yes, I would like to do that, but like, but like it's a lot of assumptions. <laughs> like I had someone like just confused once that I didn't mm-hmm. know how to do hair like in my nature, and yeah. that was like. Like, girl, I'm not burning your, like, dried, bleached ends off. Like, that's going to be real bad. Even I know that. But, like, she was just like, that's the tea. And I'm like, <laughs> you cannot say these things, especially in this space. Oh, I was in my art class uh, last Wednesday. Sorry. Uh, You're fine. Was, but I was in my art class last Wednesday, and, like, I, like, suddenly brought up that I was a drag queen. And, mm-hmm. like, that, like, drawing faces is, like, weird for me. Yeah. And um, the girl next to me that I've been, like, speaking to for, like, two weeks literally almost started crying like she literally i saw her tear up and was like oh my god oh my god i'm so excited i went what oh my god and i was like are you serious yeah she was like we need to talk about this later and i was like Like, i guess we will like i'll just show you like i literally just like went on my instagram like yeah give me one more follower i yeah i literally just went on her instagram on my on or got one on my Instagram on her phone and then just gave it to her and was just like, go girl. And like, she didn't mean anything by it and she was genuinely just excited. But it was just like, that happens so often that I'm just sort of like, it once again, very tokeny, where she's like, oh, are you a drag queen? Like, it's something like that when, she's really like white, like straight women. Like, I, I'm, not sure, gay, I'm not sure. You're if a she's drag straight. queen? I don't know if she's straight, I will say. Um, but yeah. Primarily straight women. Primarily straight women. They're like, you're gay, you do drag, and it's like something like in their brain like explodes and they like crack out. And they're like, what? They freak out. And they like literally just are like they lose their fucking mind. Yeah. And I don't get that. They're like, like I'm like, drag is so mainstream now. Why are you like why are you freaking the fuck out as if you've never seen or heard one before? What are your guys' thoughts on gay clubs on campus? And sort of um, how do you think they've shaped your experience at Ithaca College as well as, like, like, are they a good thing to have on, like, a college campus going into 2020? Or, like, like from, like, moving forward, like, or do you think they'll be, like, more, do you think they'll be needed as much as they maybe were in the past? Um, having done some, like, research, if you could call it, um, into, mm-hmm. like, the history of at least... Um, LGBT clubs on Ithaca College's campus, like they're almost always needed and wanted. It's just that their purpose shifts. So, like whether it be like the specific groups that they're composed of, or whether like it's 
more of a discussion group or whether it's more of like an activist group that's needed at the time. Um, I think they're definitely a good thing to have. And I think mm -hmm. it just shifts so much over time. So maybe like they won't be needed as like this singular space where mm -hmm. we can be because now we've kind of found other spaces where we can exist yeah. as ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe there'll be more places where we can explore different parts of our identity. Um, okay. Like I know Prism has shifted through all kinds of different like... What's Prism? Oh, Prism is one of the uh, premier LGBTQ plus groups on it campus. It's the premier. Oh and it puts on a drag show every year. It's wonderful. But so throughout time, Prism has like shifted from not only the name shifting from like gala to bi gala. Um, mm -hmm. Like the name has changed, but also the people in it have changed. Yeah. And so, um, like over time, we've still always needed this group, but it's very much changed what we need it for. This peaks and valleys, sort of this sort of thing, um, being part of the. I do agree with you that they are needed, and I think, like you said, over time, like things change, like the culture of everything changes, and like what students are attracted to what kind of schools based on their like gayness. I think it also kind of goes into like gay clubs. Like a lot of places are very accepting of LGBT people. More so LGB, I would say probably at this moment. LG. Oh, LG. Not by people. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Honestly. Like, that's not my opinion. That's what <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's the overall the thought of people. Of yeah. yeah. Is that it's like just fuck that. It's like nothing exists besides the gays and the lesbians. Mm -hmm. And just like the Pete Buttigieg gays. Mm -hmm. oh the respectable God. gays. Respectable, still conservative. conservative. Yes. Yeah. We don't plain white like, We don't kiss on camera, we hug. We hug. We do a, a firm handshake on camera yeah. that leads to some passionate closed mouth kissing later in the evening. Before mm -hmm. 10 p.m. Before 10 p.m. because <laughs> after 10 p.m. is the witching hour. Queer community on campus and being a student leader of an LGBTQ plus organization, you definitely over time see the you definitely see the peaks and valleys of like what are people interested in this year as opposed to in other years, and that's interesting. It's yeah, and even like within like the four years that like I've been here, yeah, like recognizing like not our group but another group, mm -hmm. uh, recognizing that like when we came in. Like my first year, it was almost all like cis white lesbians. Yeah. And now it's it's still primarily white, which is another issue we could talk about. But definitely, it's shifted to more of like a trans masculine group. Yes. And so mm -hmm. that's interesting. There's an interesting dynamic of like, and so then they're also their conversations change because they're not as much worried about like lesbian stuff they're or like, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. They're more talking about like trans issues. They talk about um, like procedures if you want to do that or like they talk a lot more about pronouns and like dealing with that in class yeah. because that's the kind of stuff that the membership needs to talk about mm -hmm. um so that's really cool because like within maybe a year and a half there's this sudden switch of like there are no lesbians yeah. left it's only oh, trans yeah i remember going like just observing that from like our freshman year mm -hmm. going into oh like our God. sophomore junior year like you can you literally saw the switch between like yeah. between like small twinkie gay yeah. white men to like just like the next year a full influx of just like trans mask like whole like non-binary 
people and it's, I love it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you can like just see it, the switch and you're just like, that's so interesting that like, yeah. like this, like the, these many years. who chooses to stay. In right. Mm-hmm. It's using to stay in the groups and also who like chooses to come to the college as mm-hmm. well, you know? Yeah. Like Ithaca for like a while has been like known as like the safe haven for like the gays. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just interesting to see like as, you know, as time goes on and more, I guess more colleges have become more open and progressive and then Satan takes over. Yup. Yes. That's true. <laughs> That's the truth. Overall, no one, no one stands with him. And if they do, you're wrong. The you're microphone, wrong. you're wrong. Would we like to discuss sort of like inequalities within gay culture? How does that hit Sounds with all fun, of you? Yeah. <laughs> I have some things to say. Yeah. About that one. That's the point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Take I mean, yeah. Just not necessarily on campus, but like in overall queer culture, like yeah. non-binary people, like <laughs> they're shit on. They get constantly. asked. Like the fact that something like the term trans trender even exists is like so infuriating. Of course. Um, and, like, there's one, like, prominent trans man YouTuber who, like, he spends his days just, like, shitting on and making fun of AFAB, uh, femme-presenting, non-binary people and telling them that they're not trans. Like, yeah, and that, people, and, like, he has, like, a bunch of people who stand behind him. Like, yeah. like it's not just him, it's not just that one it. guy. He really has a full following of people that are like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it's so it's so dangerous for someone in the trans community to be saying that because anyone who's looking, watching his stuff, looking for like to be educated mm-hmm. is going to be getting this like incorrect, like just really like hateful and like yeah. just shitty viewpoint mm-hmm. that's really harming a large portion of the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I like with this one guy in particular, I <laughs> specifically remember like I had finally found like a um, like a non-binary person on Instagram who like I really looked up to. I love a lot of their content, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is so like this is a great form of representation because like I'm a AFAB fem presenting non-binary person, and that like they were doing the same shit, and they were a makeup artist, and like they're like what and in like this video like." Like, he tried to cancel them and, like, constantly was misgendering them mm-hmm. and calling them, like, just terrible things. I mean, like, well, like, they have a bob and they wear makeup. So, obviously, a woman. Like, like no. Like, you mm-hmm. wouldn't, like, you wouldn't say that a gay man who wears makeup is actually. And has like, a bob. Is and has a bob. No, like, yeah. I know gay men who are that. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you would not treat like a cis person the same way like right like I, I feel like it's more of a reflection of like internalized transphobia and like mm-hmm. not like feeling somewhat insecure in your own identity maybe I don't know but like the policing mm-hmm. of other people's identities to make yourself feel better disgusting of course yeah absolutely I've because we were speaking to someone recently, mm-hmm. you and me, Tom. Yeah. Um, and the topic came up of how um a lot of like trans people who do fit within the mm-hmm. binary, um, kind of sometimes appreciate traditional gender norms to yeah. make themselves visually and also socially fit into that, like, society a little bit yeah. more. 
um, and to be more readily accepted. And mm -hmm. so um, that um, can be really helpful for them. But when they then internalize those as like those gender norms, once again, as fact, mm -hmm. that can be really damaging for people who aren't within the binary or even are like, um, like trans men who wear nail polish or makeup. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that can be like a really damaging. Right. Cause in those you people point, yeah. are sort of like judging them for like wearing yeah. nail polish, all those other things. And you're like, but that's what makes like me comfortable and me happy. So it's yeah. like, why are you who's yeah. also doing the same thing for your own yeah. self mm -hmm. trashing on what I'm doing? Yeah, like that doesn't make any sense. Like you're just, at that point, you're just doing it to make yourself feel better and make yourself yeah. feel more confident in your choices and everything that you're doing. Yeah, and, like, I'm of the opinion that, like, the whole point of, like, a queer community is that it doesn't replicate and reinforce yes. the values of, like, the cis-heteropatriarchal society. Yeah. Like, we shouldn't boil ourselves down into, like, things that straight people and cisgender people can understand just because mm -hmm. it's easier for them. Yeah. Like, the things that we do with our own lives should be for us and not for yeah. dominant society. Mm -hmm. Like it infuriates me that people like in es like escaping mm -hmm. the traditional binary, we have created a new one. Yeah. yeah. Which is equally as like toxic and hurtful and yeah. damaging. And I, I just don't understand that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a lot. To it's just so strange. It is strange. Yeah. Like, it's like I don't understand because everyone like for literally decades, everyone's like fighting for like we want peace, we want just mm -hmm. basic like equality. Just give us that. And like I feel like in sort of times of peril, peril more so that they're like we're a community, we fight together. And then it's like when things are slightly more calmer, they're like fuck everybody else except for my identity. Mm -hmm. And it's it's so. Bad. It's like I think we have to really keep that mentality in mind that yes, we are a minority and we are a group, and we should be mm -hmm. like working as a group, yeah. supporting each other, supporting each other and building ourselves up like, to then take yeah. over the larger group. Yeah, there is a really famous um, trans woman on TikTok mm -hmm. who made a TikTok making fun of people asking what her pronouns were. And she was just like, I'm clearly a woman. Like, you don't, like, why are you even asking that? And, like, just presented mm -hmm. the person who had asked what her pronouns were as, like, this ridiculous, like, How dare Tumblr-esque, like, like, basically, like, yeah, like, it was sort of like, how dare you? Like, I, and, like, I understand that, like, putting in, like, having to go through <laughs> creating a new identity, I, I mean, I don't personally understand the experience, but, like, right she voiced that it was frustrating mm -hmm. that like she's gone through all of that. And then now that doesn't, that she isn't just seen as a woman by these people. Mm -hmm. But I like, if, I don't, I don't, I think the thing is it's not for you. Yeah. So, like, like, and it's a show of respect. It's a show of respect. Yeah. It's just basically yeah. like, yeah, at, like, at the very least. Yeah. You yeah. Like I'm respecting you enough that I don't want to assume and like, I, I want to know for a fact what yeah. what you identify as. Okay, so now, thank you for talking about these lovely things with me. Um, sort of wrapping up, I would like to discuss our last three like segments of the show. The first segment I personally named um, Shaving Shows. So essentially, shows that you saw in your youth that have shaped you into the lovely gay people you are today. 
what shows have you guys watched in your youth that like mm-hmm. shaped you or like maybe like sparkled something in you that were like, ooh, maybe I'm not straight. Because I know for like a lot of people on the internet, it's like Danny Phantom or like <laughs> other one. Like I don't know. Excuse me. A lot of people on the internet, especially TikTok, are like Danny Phantom was my sexual awakening. Which like I'm sure people have their own yeah. experience. I was twelve. Like it. Yeah, and continue. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, are there any shows at the time? Are there any shows like? Do you do you have any shows that like that when you guys were younger? So I have, like, I have struggled with compulsory heterosexuality for a long-ass time, so I thought I was just really, like, very, like, I just vibe with all these goth girl characters. Um, looking back, yeah, Sam Manson, uh, Gwen from Bubble Drama Island, they can get it. Um, but, and, like, it's, it's now just, like, looking back at these shows, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, this is something I resonated with, but I couldn't understand Same why. Right, yeah. Um, Brittany and Santana and Glee, Chef's Kiss, um... Very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I started watching The L Word in like mm. my attic when I was maybe <laughs> twelve. I was like yeah. pirating it too, um, and I only got to like the second season before I stopped watching. And I only picked it back up in my junior year of college. I watched it. Um, that show's kind of trash, but yeah, it's, it was the only representation for a mm. long time. What are your thoughts on the new L Word? I have not seen it yet because I do not have Showtime. I, uh, contrary to, um, (laughs) your experience, I thought I was, like, very interested in all of the goth girls that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, then it just turns out I just wanted to hang out with them. Um, Yeah. Because, like, I, yeah, I remember, um, watching Total Drama Island and just being, like, like, being too obsessed with Gwen, but then also, like, but then also, like, Duncan... Yeah. And um, I forget Gwen's um, boyfriend's name. Mm-hmm. Trent. Trent. I, oh my god. I really did you enjoy Trent? Trent? Trent. Oh my god. Really? I won't say anything. He looks like that tracks, a huge douchebag. And like, is that I, why you're attracted to him? No, but he just looks like a douchebag that he like plays would, the guitar. Like he like we would like we would have like relations, and then I would, he would like pull out his guitar from like somewhere and just play while we're. Is this yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. It's a small guitar. Um, Danny Phantom a little bit for me. But also what really kind of stuck out for me in my childhood, and what should have stuck out to my mom mainly, was all of the like shows that were meant for girls that I was a little too obsessed with. Hannah Montana. Totally um, spies. Uh, totally spies. Oh my god. I love that. I really wanted to like be them and I was like this. I you you, me, and just like some random like tertiary character could be totally spiked. Like that like I know I watched that show when I was little, but I don't remember a single thing from it except for that one scene with like the lipstick and the Yeah. Hell yeah. I was like, this is the future. There were some issues there were some issues with its cultural representation because it was trying to copy um a lot of like Japanese style cartoons. Like anime style like cartoons. Um Exactly. We have a couple problems with that these days, um, and should have back then. It was the age of the show. It was the age of the show. It did not age well, but it was such The concept. I had no concept of that when Mm -hmm. I was, the age that I was watching it, and I remember first watching it in uh, in a grill near my house called uh, Glory Days Grill, and I was like, who are these badass women? And, like, they were just killing it. Um... (laughs) 
And it turned they I'm I blame them for why I'm a drag queen. Cause they just like have accessories that are reveals, like, oh you yeah. think it's lipstick? Just kidding. It's a prison bars. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. it was Amazing. fierce and I loved it. I will say another thing that I was oddly obsessed with in terms of TV was educational TV shows. Like Ooh. I was way too into like BBS. Yeah. BBS. <laughs> I like Discovery Kids. Like I and I cannot find it anywhere on the internet. But there was one like dinosaur show that I was really into. Dinosaur. Loved it. I, I don't, was it called Dinosaur? I don't know. Was it like I Googled it extensively. We've gone down this rabbit hole. I cannot find it. I cannot locate it. I distinctly remember there were trading cards and they had like the dinosaurs oh. information on them. And they'd be like, uh, you No. No, and they're like, here's how the dinosaurs lived. But but I mean uh, dinosaur things. I don't know. It was really very interesting. Um and then there was like this one like history show. This is kind of unrelated to my queer experience, but it also tracks. Um I was just a huge fucking nerd as kind as a child. So, yeah, there was also, like, this, like, back-in-time show that I cannot find for the life of me. Um, I might have hallucinated all these things happening. And Cyber Chase. I really vibe with Cyber, Cyber Chase. Chase. That was good. Um, not necessarily, like, a queer experience, but, like, I don't know, Robot Wife. Robot okay. Wife. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have cable as a kid. Uh, so I had primarily PBS. Um, so there really, yeah, like there wasn't really any, there was no representation. Yeah. Um, although now. What do you uh, mean, Clifford the Big Red? I know, dog. Clifford. Doesn't count as uh, queer representation. Although now Arthur did recently, uh, Mr. Rapper and the teacher's the gay dead. Wedding. Yeah, the gay yeah. wedding. But that did not happen while I was a child. Mm-hmm. Um, so many Most years later. So glad it's happened though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Most of my, like, so I, I only read books, basically. Like, talk about nerd. I had, like, six books out from the library at a time. I love books. I still do. Um, hey, where do you work now? I work in the library. I worked in the library since I was eight. Thank you. Woo! Woo! Um, but... Well, you age eight. My grandmother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I had get a crack of lackey with those books. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> and I'm good at it. Good. Um... But I think there were a couple books where, like, uh, they're horrible looking back, but just what they meant to me as, like, Luna was one. It was, like, the first Mm. trans book I ever read. And it's there's all kinds of things you can say about it. But it was the first book I read, I think, where I even saw the word trans. Or, like, trans. I think it might have even said transgendered, which is not great. But, like, they had something. They had something. And so that's, like... Once I read that one, I, like, through, like, cash that I gave to a friend, I ordered the books. Like, well, I was like, I can't can't have my mom order these books for me. Like, she might find something out. And so I ordered, like, six or seven other, like, trans books. They were categorized as trans. um, And just, like, tore through them. And then, like, there were some, like, smaller representations in books growing up. but there was one oh, in Percy Jackson. Oh, there's word. a gay character, Nico. Yes. He's like kind of forced to come out, which sucks. But I remember just reading that and like sobbing. Right. And being oh, like, yes. this doesn't feel perfect, but it feels better than like all of these straight characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. But TV wise, I. I mean, when Orange is the New Black came out, we were oh, yeah. mid- high school probably. 
Yeah, um, we were like and high school. And so yeah, and so that was something that was more explicit, but like I had already kind of come out at that point, but it was yeah. more like okay, there, this can happen on TV. I do remember seeing mm-hmm. one episode of Degrassi with oh, Adam, yeah. who's a yeah. trans man, but the episode that I saw, he dies in. Oh, so yeah. that's a great, oh, that's, wow, that's a great spoiler. show. Yeah, it's like an eight-year-old like show. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, one final thought on that. Um, while it isn't necessarily a queer experience, but once again, very, very prey to compulsory heterosexuality, mm-hmm. I was so obsessed with vampires. Like, my mm-hmm. vampire stage lasted from the time I was 10, and it's still going on. That's just your goth girl moment no, again. and like, honestly, on the amount of, yeah, goth girl moment again, but on the, like, amount of vampire books I've, I've read, I'm surprised that, like, Carmilla was never one of them. True. I'm deeply surprised that I never read that, that one lesbian vampire book. Mm-hmm. Like, because I made a whole like, YouTube series so about many. it. And yeah. Yeah. Just a good scene. <laughs> you good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So just going through this. Um, what were, what, what, okay. <clears throat> so second to last question. What are, who, not what? Who are some gay icons that you are inspired by or have a deep love and or connection with? Mm. And in addition to that, a celebrity crush. Um, Oh, okay. So both of those, I will answer Kaylee Moore. I watched, I've... Like, I'm obsessed with her to the point where I want to skin her and wear her as myself. Why? So we're kind of elaborate. Elaborate. No, don't elaborate. <laughs> no, I want to elaborate like, on the whole, like, your, not the skinning part, but the yeah, whole, like, you know. Like, yeah. The like, deep love I, part. Yeah, no, I have, like, a deep obsession with her. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a queer woman. Mm-hmm. Um, she, like, I found out about her because she was dating um, someone else from a band that I really liked. Um... She, I believe, has, like, dabbled with, like, releasing songs about her queer identity. Um, and, like, I just, I don't know. She's just very pretty. I'm very obsessed with her. I, um, like, she, <laughs> I literally, like, modeled my hairstyle after her because I just want to, like, I just, I want to, I like, I deeply cannot tell if I want to become her or if I, like, and in love with her. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it might be both. Um, but That's we're, fair. We're rocking the same look right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, what are your thoughts? <laughs> um, so I personally, um, I don't know, like, I feel like in terms of, like, gay icons, mm-hmm. I tend to feel like, I mean, this is, like, kind of obvious, I feel like a lot of drag queens are sort of, like, kind of the forefront of um, queer culture kind of, and, like, gender fuckery mm-hmm. kind of being expressed. Ben de la Creme is one who just, like, consistently has been incredibly supportive of the trans community, of the gay community, obviously, um, and, like, has been, like, just a fantastic form of representation who is so, like, eloquent in the way that she talks about, like, issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um like, especially in, like, her, like, Seattle community has been, like, yeah. doing, like, shows that represent the experience of gay people in, like, an entertaining way. 
Um, so that it's like a more e- more easily digestible, but also like more accessible gotcha. to a lot of uh, straight people. Okay. Um, and she, uh, she's just been pretty fantastic. Um, there are a lot of drag race girls who have been pretty bad in the past. Yeah. Um, and like drag has a tendency to sometimes uh, like kind of go towards uh, some transphobic stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think these days that doesn't fly as well, specifically in like mainstream as well as um, like m- m- the majority of communities really won't stand for that anymore. Yeah. Um, in terms of celebrity crush, give me one sec. I mean, like Nick Jonas, obviously. Um, does it have to be a queer person? It could be anyone. Okay, yeah. So Nick Jonas, um, he is aware of how many gay men are absolutely obsessed with him, and he toys with us. He plays with us. Oh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Oh my god. <laughs> Nick Jonas and Paul Rudd. Nick Jonas and Paul Rudd. Honestly, you know, the two, the two good straight men. The two- Good I feel like Paul Rudd kind of just looks like an already Nick Jonas. So I, I yes, no, he's not. Facially, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Facially, I'm getting what Tim's. Have you seen him rip an apple in half with his hands? No. No. Yeah. But anyone can, yeah. Do, anyone can do that. Yeah. You just need to learn like the socks. Last well, you two. Okay. Also, right. lesser known, okay. lesser known celebrities: um, Carly Unanim Clyde um, from uh, uh, what was she on? Uh, Camp on a Kiki. Um, oh. She is a drag queen who um, fucks with traditional gender stuff and also is like constantly calls people out on mm-hmm. her TikTok and like fully like brings up like specific, like will like go do the research and like call people out very quickly within that minute that they let you mm-hmm. and like is like really good at spreading information about like really terrible people. Um, not in a cancel culture way, yeah. but in like a, in response to what you said, mm-hmm. here's all the reasons why you're wrong. Yeah. Um, so that's fantastic. That's amazing. August? Um, I know growing up, I really loved George Michael and I still really love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just like, there's something about you. And I was, my mom, I think my mom knew that I was at least not straight because of how much I love George Michael. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you seem to really like connect him. with him. <laughs> and well, I was I like, don't mm, know. I don't know. <laughs> Something um, about it. someday. But <laughs> other than that, like, I feel um, like more, I guess, current things. Like, I love India Moore from mm-hmm. Pose. Um, yes. They're sort of, not just like, they're gorgeous, but like also they're, like politic and like how they navigate their transness as well as like their other identities is really um like it really kind of works with how I'm feeling um I also and I like as I've gone through college I found more people who are like doing activism and doing work that like that's what I'm looking for so like Mm -hmm. um there's a couple people on Instagram like Hunter Ashley and Gervais that I really love and they work with not only like queerness and like being trans but like being non-binary being um fat being black like being all of these mm-hmm. things that like when we talked about grinder that aren't really accepted yeah and like radically accepting themselves and like per- like making other people feel more compelled to like radically accept themselves I will also amend mine by saying um, I don't know how I forgot, but I'm also right now obsessed with Allie Beardsley. Um, 
from College Humor. Okay. I love them so deeply. Um, they're a non-binary person, and mm-hmm. they like are very out and like open about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, before uh, College Humor fired everyone, um, they like said like College Humor gave them so many great opportunities and completely accepted them as like a trans person, which is great. And like. I yeah, I'm also just obsessed with them. Good. Yeah. College Humor like really like pretty seamlessly once again their past not the greatest, um but they like seamlessly started using Ali's correct pronouns. Oh yeah. And like didn't even like make a peep like in like a way that like really was just like oh okay cool yeah like instead of making a huge like Mm. thing out of it like. So deeply. God. And okay, so last question, quick. Um, quick response. What is the best part about being gay for you? If there's anything. Honestly, the $7,000 check that the government gives us every year in the mail. Really yeah, fantastic. that's really nice. Yeah. It's more like a bill. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. All right. Community. I'm going to say community. community. I think being queer has given me a sense of togetherness. It's brought me... Um, like a deep connection with like so many amazing people. I've made so many good friends that I would not have made were I not queer. Right. Okay. For me, I think it's just, you know, having to question like kind of like one of the major like things that is like such an oversight, at least when I was growing up, Mm -hmm. where it's like, maybe I don't want to date women. Yeah. Like that allowed me and kind of forced me in some ways to really examine everything that I took for granted about myself and like kind of like turn it on its head, see how that was. And then like kind of come to my realization about how I actually like wanted to be. So I feel like I'm way more authentic mm-hmm. okay. um, than I would be had I just been heterosexual and not that straight people can't be authentic to themselves, but I straight was just, people are all fake. And straight people are all, none of them exist. They don't. Um, sorry to most of you listening to this podcast. Um, but yeah, I just was able, I was like so like self-hating growing up, but then the act of like coming out and seeing the response that I got really kind of proved that like I could be whoever I wanted and yeah. really genuinely like have everyone around me accept that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being queer for me has the biggest the part that I've loved the most is kind of kind of like what Lane talked about like community but like being able to be someone for someone else that I would have needed that I needed when I was younger so like being a mentor being a resource being able to like make sure that it gets that it's going to get better for other people because I think there's a lot of focus Sometimes I'm like, we need it to get better now. And that's definitely that's needed. But also, like, yeah, we need to make sure that it's going to keep, like, things are going to keep improving. And, like, maybe someone will never, ideally, people, like, future trans kids will never have to go through what I and what we have had to go through. So that's the kind of the, at time, a lot of times it's really hard. But I think that's, like, the hopeful part of, like, being trans is like even seeing like going from high school where like 
I don't even remember people mentioning pronouns outside of like grammar and like coming here and like having pronoun pins and having things that like, even though they're not perfect, like they're something. It's like almost like, it's like a little bit validating. Yeah. Like, yes, this is, yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's all the time we have. I appreciate all of you for listening and I appreciate all my guests for sharing their lovely experiences and anything this is the time now to say any final remarks uh let me out of your house (laughs) i would like to be known (laughs) there they are not here against their will i did trick i did pick them up that doesn't mean (laughs) my door is unlocked they can leave at any point (laughs) again thank you all for listening i'm your host thomas conti this has been chatty kathy goodbye